going to tell you, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. So building up your faith. And what I want to talk about mostly tonight is your words. Because your words are powerful, right? Your words are either faith-filled or fear-led. Amen? You're either faith-filled or fear-led. And it's very easy for uh, you to just talk to somebody. And within two minutes of talking to somebody, you can understand whether they are faith-filled or fear-led. Right? You can hear somebody talk about a situation that they're going through and know that they're either faith-filled or fear-led. And so one thing that happened, uh, and I want to share this testimony, we were just talking about it um, today, is that we had someone message us last week who, I don't know the, the entire situation, it was kind of brief, but she, she sent in a prayer request and said, I need you to pray. I need you and your husband to pray. She said that their landlord... Um, decided to sell their house, or, or it was one of those situations where she said, we have to get out. We have a month to be out, and she's got a family, husband, wife, kids. A whole, I mean, you know, uh, the whole story there. She said, we have one month to get out, and we need a house. We need a place. We need a house, and I just want you to come into agreement that we get a house or, or, or God does something like we need. And she didn't, she wasn't fear-led, and I could even tell through the way because she sent a voice message and we were texting back and forth. She was more faith-filled. She's like, I know that if I get you to come into agreement with me, that God will move on my behalf and do something. And she said, I, I, I've, I remember you guys sharing a testimony. And so I've been stirring up my spirit. And I know if God could do it for that person, he could do it for us. And so it wasn't like, a, we don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be out. And, and, and you know, we, we have a family and we have kids. And what about school and all this, you know, we're, all of these things. Like it wasn't, you could, you could hear, you could spot fear. And you could spot faith. So I just said, you know what? We're going to come into agreement. And that morning I prayed and I said, I send my ministering angels to go and get her her house. Amen. Open up those doors. Father, you make a way. And I didn't even spend probably more than five minutes praying that morning. And then I was driving that afternoon. And I remembered again I, and I commanded uh, ministering angels to go on her behalf and get to work. And then that night, that evening, we were in service and I got a text from her the same day, that night. And she said, um, she said, a miracle. And I was like, all right, come on now. She said, $40,000 has just come into our possession. We just received $40,000 within one day. I mean, not even like eight hours, right? And I was like, good God, yes, Lord, hallelujah. Like, I, it stirred up my faith because like I, you know, I had heard of stories like that. But I never know, knew someone personally that went from like, I need a house to like not even going to bed that night before like an extra 40 grand was in their account. And so it was something and that did something for her and her faith. And that did something for me and my faith because I was like, this works. Prayer works. Agreement works. Your words work. Your attitude works. How you carry yourself, how you pray, how you speak works. And so that's why I wanted to encourage everybody here tonight is that if you are coming to God faith-filled with whatever situation it is, faith-filled, you know what, God, you called me to do this. You said to do this. You said I, uh, you never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, you said you wish for all to be saved. You know, whatever impossible situation it is that you feel uh, is impossible, come to God with faith. And Hebrews 11:1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
And then Hebrews 11:6 says, "But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him." So why are your words so important? One, your words have power. In Proverbs 18:21 it says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof." Your words can create your atmosphere. What you live today is the result of what you spoke yesterday. You have the God-given, blood-protected right to choose the words that dominate your life and and establish your own track in life. Because why? We live in a word-created, word-upheld, and word-dominated environment. You think about that in Genesis 1. It says, God said, let there be light. God spoke the creation into existence. And why this is important is because if creation was created by God's word, then creation will respond to God's word. That's why it's so important that whatever you're speaking, speak God's word. Whatever, you're, whatever situation you're speaking over, speak God's word. Plant God's word in your heart and let it produce good fruit. Amen? Amen. Don't allow yourself to speak death or to speak doubt. Uh, just because that's the way I talk, or it's a habit, or or it's just what I've always done, and or it's how my mom talk, talks, so that's how I talk, and and all of those things, or or you get a, and you ever notice if you get around people who speak doubt and death and disbelief and all of these things that you start speaking doubt and death and disbelief and all of those things. It's kind of like when my mom goes home uh, to Lower Alabama to visit her family, she comes back with a stronger accent is how I put it. And so whatever you're, whoever you're hanging around, you start picking up on like their twang, right? And so then like you could kind of hear it a little thicker. Well, the same goes for, for the, the company that you keep. The same goes for the company that you keep. If you're, if you're keeping company with people who don't believe in God's word or don't speak God's word or aren't faith-filled or don't see the, the vision that you see, you know, they'll start talking and it'll start rubbing off on you where you think, did God say that? Am I called to do that? Uh, should I have went there and said that or, or whatever? Because that's, you know, ultimately that's the kind of, uh, I mean, it's the world we live in. Bad company corrupts good character. That's, you know, it's, a, it's even in the Bible. And so you can understand, like, you could be friendly with people, right? You can love people, but not everybody deserves your vision. Not everybody deserves your, your atmosphere. Not everybody deserves to just, you know, hey, let's go out for 12 hours today and just spend the whole day with each other, right? The, the, uh, the time wasters, as I call them, that they just want to come in and they just kind of suck the faith out of you, suck the life out of you, just kind of leech on and just like, well, I don't think that should happen or I don't think uh, that sounds right or, or anything like that. But you have to understand that, uh, and especially because, I mean, that's even in the body of Christ, right? Is that not everybody right? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Not everybody has been given the same vision you've been given and not everybody sees things the same way you see things. And so that's why it's so important that, you know, that you're, when, when you're sharing your vision with people, that it's with the right people, that it's with people who are going to say, or even, uh, coming into, uh, with prayer requests with people, you know, not everybody needs to be called up to pray over your situation, right? Because not everybody has the faith. 
You know, if she would have called somebody up who doesn't believe in prosperity or doesn't believe in miracles or doesn't believe it, then she could have easily been talked out of and said, well, you know, you should just really kind of go and, and do this on your own here. Maybe you can get with a nice bank and maybe they'll help you out or, or maybe you should talk to a realtor. Or, you know, someone who's, who, who isn't faith-driven, right? And then that can, that can ultimately speak death over what God is trying to do in your life. Whereas you come to someone who's faith-filled and who's like, yes, absolutely, I'll come into agreement with you for that. Even though the doctor said that's impossible or, or you know, someone said that's impossible, I'll come into agreement with you. It's important to surround yourself, yourself with faith-filled people who will watch their words. Amen? What you speak is a direct line to what's in your heart. And Luke 6 45, it says, a good person produces good things from a treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from a treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. That's Luke 6, 45. So how do you speak? You, uh, point number two, you either speak faith or you speak fear. You know, fear says, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how this is going to happen. But faith says, my God will supply all of my needs. Fear says it's time of that. It's that time of the year, you know, allergies, <laughs> uh, you know, all of these things. But fear, or, uh, faith says the Bible says, "By his stripes I'm healed." You know, you can have a lot of people. You see, have more faith in in this world than they do in God. They have more faith in in, in the weather than they do in God, <laughs> and and it's important for you not to be that way. Walking in faith could even look like having symptoms of something, but still confessing, I am healed. Even if you don't feel it manifested in your body, it doesn't make you a hypocrite to confess the word of God over you. And, and that's something that's so important because people, people don't catch that. People don't catch that. They say, well, you know what? Uh, the doctor said this, and so that's just what it is. But do you know what the Bible says? Amen. Do you know that you serve a miracle working God? That just one miracle can change your entire life. That just one miracle can turn you upside down, shake you up. I mean, and, and you could see something happen. But a lot of times you see it, and, and not, nobody in this church, because this church is alive and active and flowing and in revival, night 44, amen. But a lot of times uh, people, uh, people don't get into the word to find a scripture to stand on. So they just kind of accept whatever comes their way. They just say, oh, well, it's not supposed to happen, so it won't happen. Or the doctor said this, and, th and that's just what it is. And there's so many times that, that, that people just kind of accept it, and that's why that's what happens. You know, the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Well, what is that? That's lack of knowledge in the Word. So people can say, well, God never healed me. Well, God never set me free. Well, God never broke this addiction. But they never spent time to seek in the Word to stand on a scripture that says God will set all free. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen? So I want to encourage you to, to really, whatever it is you're believing for, you know, find a scripture that you can stand on, even if it's just one verse that you can stand on and speak. And when you start feeling that fear, uh, try to come at you, enemy, try to come at you with fear, or you start feeling uh, doubt or worry or disbelief, or, or maybe it won't, maybe I should, that, that maybe, I wonder, uh, I wonder if this or whatever. You know, no, I have that word. I have that scripture. I'm standing on that scripture. And, and get it in you even now when uh, maybe you're not believing for something 
radical, which if you're not believing for something radical, you really should be. But, you know, you're not, you're not sick. You're not on your deathbed. Uh, you don't wait till you're on it to start getting that word in you to start speaking it out, right? You don't wait until you're filing a bankruptcy to get that word of prosperity in you to start speaking it out. No, you get yourself so filled up so that way it doesn't even matter what tries to come your way. You're so filled up with that word that you're just so on fire with faith that nothing can separate you from the word of God. Nothing can throw a curveball to take you out. Uh, no text message is going to come in and take you out. No family member is going to wake up one day and, and hasn't spoken to you in years and just decided, you know what, today's the day. I'm going to send them a message and just rock their world, right? No, you're so full of faith that you, it, nothing takes you by surprise, amen? So it's important to be speaking faith and not fear, walking in faith and not in fear, because you can have whatever you say you can have. And in Matthew 21, 18 through 21, it says, in the morning, starting in verse 18, Matthew 21, starting in 18, in the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. And I can relate to that, Amen. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. And he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. Say much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. Anything could be an impossible situation. Anything could be a breakthrough. It can be an unsaved loved one. You know, Jesus didn't ask the fig tree to never bear fruit again. He commanded it. Even the way he spoke to it, he wasn't asking, right? He didn't say, will you never? No. And, and I feel like too many times people can get in this situation where we, we want to negotiate with the enemy or we want to negotiate with the, the symptom. Well, if it could just subside or, you know what, maybe if, if the attack wasn't just as strong as it was or, you know, people want to say like, devil, if you could just please leave me alone. I'm already having a hard day. You know, you start negotiating, but the Lord says, no, you have to speak to the mountain and not wait on, on, on Jesus, right? Because Jesus said, if you, whatever you say, whatever you command, you command a thing because it's not about negotiating. It's about commanding. People want to say, look at what the devil is doing to me, but he's actually, in some cases, just supporting the words that have come out of their mouth. People will say, the enemy's attacking me, the enemy's, uh, you know, really beating me upside the head this week, or I'm really, and, and we all know people who, who talk like that, right? We all know some family members, that one aunt on Facebook or something that's just like, devil's at it again this week, I tell you, I can't catch a break, and, you know, we all know like those people. But a lot of times, the, the, the enemy, he's just actually supporting the words that have come out of their mouth. You know, sometimes people say things, and, and because we read earlier that death and life are in the power of the tongue, people will say things and not realize what they're saying. Saying like, oh, this is killing me. Oh, man, I'm dying. Man, it's so hot out there. I'm, I, I could have had a heat stroke. 
You know, all these things <laughs> that people just kind of say, oh, I'm just worried, you know, it hasn't rained in a while, so it might be in a drought, or I'm just worried inflation's really going to take me out. You know, like all of these things, people are just saying natural conversation that, they, that they're just used to saying, but it's actually giving the enemy a loop uh, right into their life, a little door where he could say, nope, actually, they said it. They said it. And so a lot of people feel like, well, the devil's attacking me. But a lot of times he's just coming in with the words that, are, that you've spoken over your mouth. Uh, faith speech is what pleases God. God works with what you, we give him to work with. Fear-based speech doesn't allow God to move in the situation. So if you're speaking in fear, if you're surrounding yourself uh, with that, uh, it, and it can come in, you know, w- people kind of coddle it and call it, well, my anxiety or, well, my, uh, my nerves or, you know, my depression. And people kind of say, and they're already claiming it with their mouth by saying it's mine. But people will kind of surround it with that, well, my anxiety really kicks in uh, when I have to drive. And, 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 but really, it's like God can't work with that. Instead of saying, you know what? God set me free from anxiety. God set me free from depression. God set me free from fear. I can drive anywhere I want to drive. You might be shaking and sweating the whole entire time, but what are you doing? You're commanding, you're, you're commanding your spirit. You're, you're speaking faith. You're allowing God to move because then he has permission to come in and take that thing out. He has permission to come in and set you free. He has permission. That's why, it, it, you know, sometimes people say, well, well, I'm just, you know, once an addict, always an addict and, and all of these things. But no, God wants to come in and take that thing out and set you free. Amen. God wants to come in, whatever it is that's in your life, and take that thing out. Maybe it's a, a poverty. You know, maybe you grew up in poverty. Maybe your mom was broke, your grandma was broke, whatever. But you don't have to claim that with the words of your mouth because God can come in and take that thing out and set you free. Amen. Amen? You have the authority in your situation. You do. You have the authority in your situation. Amen. Number three, train your tongue to respond in faith. And this is so important. Train your tongue to respond in faith. James 3, starting in verse 2, it says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues... We would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want it by the means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes great speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is the whole world of wickedness. Uh, it is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. And if you skip down uh, to verse seven, it says, "People can tame all kinds of things: animals, birds, reptiles, and fish." But no one can tame the tongue, for it is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. You ever met somebody like that? 
Amen. You ever met somebody who was in church singing hallelujah and then, and then cutting people off on the way to, to lunch after service? <laughs> Amen. It says in verse 11, does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You can't speak death and expect your outcome to be life. You can't speak sickness and expect your outcome to be healing. You can't speak poverty and expect your outcome to be prosperity. So you have to reprogram how you speak. Don't speak, I'm worried, I'm afraid, I'm this, I'm that. But speak the word of God. Amen? In Romans 10, 17, it says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Surround yourself with faith talk. Listen to faith-filled preaching like you've been doing for 44 nights here. Amen? Y'all are already ahead of the game. Let me tell you what. Not everybody, not everybody takes time to seek after the Lord like we've been doing. Amen? Not everybody's set aside time to do that. So I'm not, you know, this isn't, uh, this is just a refresher. I'm not here to, to, to whack anybody over the head and say, get it together because, you know, I know you're here. I know we're saved and I know that you, you love the Lord with your heart, but it's also important to remember to not let the little things go by, right? It's important to not let little things slip up, not to get into a, a mundane routine when you're home or when you're on the phone with your family where you just kind of, you know, they gossip, so that's just what we do. We gossip, and I know it's not right, but it's just kind of how we talk, and it's kind of how we've always talked. But to, to remember, no, your words have power. Your words have power. Amen. So number one, your words have power. Number two, you are either speaking faith or fear. And number three, you are able to train your tongue to respond in faith. And this is something that, that is so good. Because if you find yourself going in the wrong direction, if you find yourself speaking death, if you find yourself speaking doubt, if you find yourself speaking things and you become aware of it, then understand you're growing. Because a lot of times people will speak it and they don't even think twice about it and they just keep on going. But if you ever feel a check where you start talking, dude, I want you to do this. <laughs> and this is something that the Lord showed me because you could be mid-sentence, right, of speaking something and the Lord be like, mm, that's death. And you just say, oh, never mind, <laughs> right? Never mind. I've gotten ready to say so many things, y'all. I've gotten ready to say so many things, and things like that I haven't even thought of. They just, you know, slip of the tongue type of things that you just kind of want to say maybe in the heat of a moment. Maybe someone did cut you off, and you're just ready to really show them, right? You're ready to just really show them who you are, and you just want to say something, but the Lord's like, no, don't do that. You feel that check. So maybe you're talking to somebody, and you feel that check. I want you to understand that that's actually the Holy Spirit prompting you to change the way you're talking. And you can actually just as easily in the middle of that conversation change, change the way you talk. And if you say something out of your mouth and you felt like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, then you, can, you catch that thing. You say, no, you know what, Lord? I pray those words fall to the ground. I pray that doesn't come to pass. I'm sorry. Repent and, and keep going. Because that's the way the Lord grows you. Amen? Amen. That's, if you find yourself going in the wrong direction, turn around quick. 
repent and head in the right direction. Just like you, just like, you know, I once was lost. Now I'm found. Now I'm saved. Hallelujah. Like, like you could be speaking something and the Lord would be like, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't talk like that. And you say, you know what? Actually, never mind. I don't have depression. Actually, you know what? Never mind. I'm not anxious about it. Actually, you know what? Never mind. I, I have no worry at all about that bill. I know I said that earlier, but let me tell you what. I have no worry about that because the Lord supplies all my needs. Amen. You know what, husband? I think you actually are just so uh, wonderful. You know, whatever it is that, that, that you feel yourself catching, you feel the, the Lord saying, don't, don't let that come out of your mouth. You, you put a stop to it because you're sensitive to his presence. You're sensitive to his spirit. In Psalm 1914, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So ask the Lord to fill your mouth with faith-filled words. Ask God to help you speak what you need. Ask the Lord to help you. If you find yourself struggling with that, or if you find yourself where you can't, you don't feel like, or you don't feel confident that you can overcome that, you know, uh, you don't feel confident that you could tame the tongue, you don't feel confident, you know, start change, just start with the little things that God shows you. Just start with the little things. Stop saying, I'm struggling. Stop saying, I'm fearful. Stop saying, I'm afraid, right? Stop saying, stop, just stop saying those things. And now understand this too, that, that not every thought that comes to your mind needs to be spoken out. Because not every thought is actually your thought. You know, the enemy can come in and try to put thoughts in your mind and, and, and things like that. And a great man of God said, you know, thoughts, um, and, and I might butcher this, but it's okay. A great man of God w- w- uh, gave it in this perspective is that, you know what? I can't stop birds from flying over my head, but I can stop them from building a nest in my hair. Amen? Just like with your thoughts. You know what? You, amen. You, you, can, you, can, you might not be able to stop the thoughts from coming into your mind, but you sure can stop them from having a place there, right? Because immediately if something were to come to you, uh, maybe uh, something based on fear, based on doubt, based on disbelief, you know what? You might have had that thought. Don't ponder on it. Don't claim it. Don't, don't accept it. Start meditating on the word. Start singing a song. You know what? Sometimes I'll like have a thought come in that could just be sent straight from hell and just, you know, like, uh, and it could be something maybe about finances, maybe about, there's a hole there, (laughs) um, little yellow bird. It could be something about, uh, you know, something that's not from God and, and you just start worshiping. I'll throw up my hands. I'll be like, thank you, God, that you set me free. Thank you, God, that I'm rich. Father, that you have, you own all the silver, all the gold. Everything is yours. Thank you, Father, that you provide every need that I have. Thank you, Father, that, that you're, you're moving on my behalf. Thank you, Father. And I'll just start praising him and worshiping him. Why? Uh, because it distracts Sarah's flesh from pondering on that. You know, even like when, when you start feeling a symptom maybe come on your body, 
And so many times people will just accept it and be like, well, you know, it's that time of year and, and things like that. But I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll get violent, y'all, <laughs> because I'll say, absolutely not. I refuse, I command, I take, you know, I'll just start going at it until, until, and I'll, I'll preach to myself, even in the mirror. I'll just start preaching to myself until, until I believe it, until I'm like, you know what? No, I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm set free. I'm not sick. I'm whole. God set me free. God has delivered me. I don't have to accept sickness by his stripes. I'm healed. And I'll just start speaking that and speaking that and speaking that. And, and then y'all, I'm not even kidding. It, the symptoms leave, right? Because it says resist the enemy and he will flee. That's actually in the Bible, right? So it's something you could stand on. You know what? I'm resisting the enemy in this situation. I'm, I'm resisting the enemy. I'm resisting this thought of poverty and lack. I'm resisting this uh, uh, thought, whatever it is. You can resist it and it will flee. And then make sure, make sure that your words line up with the Bible. Make sure that your words are lined up with God's words and, and speak that out. Because you know what, they're so, it's so, you know, you'll even meet people that um, you can, you'll minister to or you'll speak over. And it's important that you speak life over people. Because remember, this isn't just for you, right? These 44 days haven't just been for you. This is for the reach. This is for uh, the people that you're going to encounter this year. This is for uh, those that are gonna, you're going to meet and, and need to hear what it is that you've been filling yourself up with. So it's important that whatever comes out of you is God's word. Whatever comes out of you is God's word. And, and I'm going to close early tonight. I'm going to close real early tonight. But I wanted to just spend some time just allowing the Lord to show, to show you any area in your life that might need the correction Right, because I, like I'm saying, I'm not here to, to slap anybody over the head, but maybe maybe you need it. Maybe you need a little pow uh, pow. <laughs> maybe you need just a little like, oh, let's uh, let's let's get this together here. Right, let's talk right, let's act right, let's do this right. You know, it's important to not be run by emotion. It's important to not be run. Yes, thank you. You can turn uh, some music on. Um, it's important to not be run by emotion or or feelings because feelings will lie to you. Amen. Feelings will lie to you the way you feel. Because you ever, you ever been in a situation where you just felt some type of way? Uh, you, maybe you were mad at somebody because you thought they said something or somebody was telling you they said something and you just got so mad at them and you were just like ready to just go show up at their house, right? Maybe not that dramatic, but you, some of you maybe. And then you found out it was all like just a lie, right? It was just all a lie. It actually didn't happen that way. They were actually talking about a different Sarah, not, not Sarah Vittelidge, but they were talking about Sarah uh, Huckleberry. Yeah, something, something like that. And uh, you know, you know how, how quick your emotions change when you find out the truth, right? Do you, you realize how quick you swing, <laughs> how, how quick those feelings swing, how quick those emotions swing, you know? That's why it's important. You, can't, you can meet people that their whole life is run by their emotions. Their whole life is run by how they wake up and how they feel that day. But then you meet people who are overcomers of that, where they can wake up, it doesn't matter how I woke up this morning, it doesn't matter how I feel today, what does God's word say? What does God's word say I can walk in today? 
right? You might, that's why people will wake up, well, I felt depressed, so I'm depressed this morning. Okay, but did you wake up and command yourself not to be depressed? Okay, but did you wake up and command your morning to go the way God wanted it to go? Or you just kind of woke up and just kind of went with the motions, you know what, I'm just emotional and I'm just going through a hard time. But no, you can command a thing. That's why it says in the Word, speak it out. Whatever it is you want to see happen. You want to have joy? Start speaking joy over yourself. I'm full of joy. I'm full of the presence of God. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I laugh and laugh and laugh. You know, you want to see that depression break off of you? Start speaking to it. You want to see anxiety and addiction and all of these things break off you? Start speaking to it. You want to see it break off of other people? Start speaking to it. Maybe, maybe you don't deal with it, but someone close to you does. Start speaking to them the word. Start commanding a thing to them in the word. And you could stand up over this place. Father, I thank you. Just lift your hands and worship him tonight. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.